For decades, we've helped Tom's family with parenting, adoption, and what it means to be pro-life. It's just typical of the way Focus on the Family has worked over the years. They just provide very practical, biblically-based things that help people to make the right choice and, and support people in ways that really are necessary. That's why Tom and his wife give monthly, to encourage and equip other families. Focus on the family is out on the front lines of things that you know are necessary in the culture and in, in the community, and we as Christians are called to support God's work in that way. It's just a blessing to us to be a part of it. I'm Jim Daly. I'm inviting you to give monthly so that together we can save even more families. Join our Friends of Focus on the Family team by calling 800-A-FAMILY or donate at focusonthefamily.com family. Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family parenting podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parenting podcast. You know, the scripture tells us that God disciplines those he loves, and he does it with a lot of grace and some boundaries for our good. And that's something that author and speaker Jeannie Cunyon echoed when she spoke with Focus President Jim Daly and me about the role uh, parental temperament plays as we set boundaries for our kids. I think temperament plays a part in this, in the parenting temperament, where you have, and often we marry opposites, so you might have this in your relationship with your spouse. Yeah. Uh, but the the point of that is um, that $100 million question, you know, grace can be made cheap and then expectations are reduced and children will rise to the expectation. But there is kind of that green zone in that balance between grace and truth and responsibility. And then it begins to get yellow on both sides, if I can describe it visually mm-hmm. like that. Like yeah. if you have too much legalism, you're going to hurt your child. And if you have too much grace, it will hurt the child as well. So where is that balance found? How do you strive to hit that middle ground that's the healthy green where Jesus wants us to live? Yeah, I think it's having a an understanding of what grace actually is, right? So, you know, one time I was uh, disciplining my boys and my son Brennan said, Mom, just give us grace, please give yeah, us grace. Every sinner would say right? that. <laughs> and I thought that is, um, he's really articulating though, that common misunderstanding of what grace is, because what he's saying is, you know, cut us some slack, you know, just let it go, forget happened and let's move on. And if we understand what grace actually is, then it really empowers us in our parenting because grace is the unconditional love of God given to us in Jesus Christ. Right. And Mm -hmm. so if we apply that to our parenting, then the question is, how do I weave the unconditional love of God into the way that I establish my authority into the way that I discipline my kids, into the way that I train them. So grace and parenting is not a free pass to do as you please. Right. Grace and parenting is every day I have to ask the question, how do I reflect the father's heart in the way I lead my kids today? Yes. And I get that wrong all the time. Right. And there's grace for that too. So what I'm hearing you say, and I want to make sure the listeners are hearing this, you know, there is firmness in the boundaries and those kinds of things. There's consequences with kids' actions and what they do. But the way you deliver that, come, let me talk to you about this. This is what I see happening. Your grades seem far lower than what you're able to achieve. How are we going to work together to overcome that? What can we do? Because you are not defined by your grades. It doesn't change my love for you. But I'm I'm calling you to a higher standard because I know what God has created you to do and what he's equipped you to be able to do. 
And mm-hmm. so, yeah, it's this very, um, God disciplines those he loves. He gives us boundaries for our good, you know, to, to lead us in the fullness and abundant life. And so, again, that's just another opportunity for us to think, okay, God disciplines those he loves. He's given us boundaries to help us flourish. Yeah. And that's what I want to do as a mom. But I think we have, it's important to articulate that to our kids because there's a language of grace and there's a language of shame. Right. And they're very distinct languages. Give me words to help me understand that. What do the two sound like? Yeah, so language of grace is um, I give you boundaries because I am for you and because I love you. Or I'm disciplining you out of my love for you. And it's, you know, it's, it's reflecting the heart of God all the time. We just, I just said that. But um, how would the Lord discipline those he loves? Shame has a language which I've used and I've had to repent of with my boys is, how could you do something like that? It goes to their character. It, go, it equates what they did with who they are. Um, how many times do I have to tell you? How can you keep getting this wrong? Um, and so, and, I, and I've used those words. And, and there was a very precise moment with one of my boys when the Lord convicted me about that and, and changed my parenting because my boys were in the backyard fighting. And I went to my oldest son and I, I kind of lifted him up and I looked at his eyes because he was hurting his little brother. And I said, who does something like that? And he looked at me with tears in his eyes and he said, I guess someone like me. So you were defining him. I was defining mm-hmm. him. Yeah. And, and We've making, all done it. <laughs> and making him feel like, you know, uh, uh, worthless, I guess, someone like me. And that was an invitation in that moment from Jesus to say, I'm sorry. You know who else does something like that? Me. I need Jesus, too. Yeah. I sin every day, too. Mm-hmm. And we can go to the cross alongside each other. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a radical difference. You know, that alongside parenting, it's the, I call it the broken together approach. Yeah. You need Jesus. I need Jesus. Jeannie, we can understand, we could be Bible smart uh-huh. and know that to be true. But why will some parents, and I'll throw dads in here as well, because we're all guilty of this to some degree. Why do we go to that well pretty consistently to shame? What What is it in us that is creating that need to say, you're no good? And you need help. I mean, we don't say it that bluntly, but that's what we're saying when we say, you know, who would do that? Right. And again, I appreciate your openness, but we're all guilty of it, if we're honest. Yeah. We've said something like that as a parent, you know, Bobby would never do that. Why did you do it? Yeah. But what's driving that behavior in us as parents to go to the bucket of shame? Yeah. I think we touched on it a little bit, which is what we live in is what we live out. I think it's just our constant need for Jesus and refinement and growing in his grace as parents. Like, we're never going to get this all right. You know, we're going to grow and God's going to continue to shape us through our kids. But we're going to stumble every day and it's going to be a reminder of our beautiful need for him. But there's, (laughs) you know, I mean, it's an invitation to view it that way. Yeah. It really is, because I think a lot of times we understand growing in our relationship with God is getting better and stronger, right? That sanctification. But in a lot of ways, it's really about growing in our awareness of our need for the Holy Spirit to keep shaping us and molding us into his likeness. Yeah, and this comes in his likeness. And this is all the way back to the point you made earlier that what does God intend for us as parents in the role of parenting? What do we need to learn? We're right on it. This is the stuff which is to learn his grace. And you're going to see it in parenting. I mean, if we, we've said it many times, God is a God of teenagers. <laughs> I mean, all of us misbehave. Yes. yes, We do things that displease him. And then hopefully we're mature enough in him to say, Lord, I blew it. Please help me not to do that again. That's the Christian life. Yeah. 
but that is uh, the Lord too. He's he's got a lot of teenagers he's, he's dealing teenagers. with. Let's end here on a high note, and I want to come back next time and talk about your tragedy and how you begin to become more aware through a broken marriage that happened early in in your life. Mm -hmm. But let's end on the high note. Speak to the importance of family warmth. Studies have shown this. I was really encouraged by this, reading the material. But say it. Why is family warmth? What is it and why is it so important? Yeah, Kara Powell talks about this. It's from Fuller um, Institute. Yeah, Dr. Powell, good friend. She's been on the broadcast. Yeah, she's amazing. And, And what her research showed, and I find this so encouraging, is that family warmth is the number one faith transmitter to our kids. Did she give the adjectives that go with that? What does a a household that has family warmth look like? Well, she talks about how it's in our tone. It's in our body language. Because I can use really sweet words, but I can have a tone that tells you something (laughs) different, you know, or a face that says, (laughs) you know, I'm not buying what I'm saying. And so the invitation, because as parents who want to nurture and disciple our child's faith, we get very focused on the things we can do, and that's important. You know, reading God's Word together, memorizing Scripture, um, doing all of those really important things that plant seeds. But the question is, are we doing it in an environment that has family warmth? Yeah. And if somebody listens to that and goes, no, we're not, I want them to be encouraged because here's the thing. It's never too late to change the thermostat in your home to think about how can we change the thermostat so that our home is a place of warmth. I really appreciate uh, Jeannie's emphasizing that concept of family warmth. Danny Huerta, um, we all have to discipline our kids. There, There are some helpful ways and some not so helpful ways to do that. As you heard Jeannie in that clip, what reactions do you have? I would say the... The fact that your emotions many times get involved in parenting uh, makes a big difference, and you need to be aware of that as a parent. How much do my emotions play into my parenting? And if you're being reactive, most likely you're not doing it right. If you're looking to respond to what's going on in your child, in the situation, you're probably going to do it right, maybe not perfectly, but you'll be a lot closer. So really recognize where your emotional life is at. How stressed are you? How frustrated are you with the things that happened just before that moment? How have things built up over time? Have you let a lot of things go and all of a sudden you're exploding and your kids are confused? Uh, And sometimes you think, oh, I'm a super patient parent. But it's really that you just don't have the energy enough to get involved in the little things. And it's about growing and teaching along the way. You're, you're, You're discipling your child. Discipline comes from that word. And so it's not about just looking to punish or, or scream in order to be heard. It's here's the consequence. You don't even have to be loud. You just have to follow through and be consistent and, and really put as much as you can, the emotions aside, so you can respond to what's going on. Well, uh, for further encouragement, I appreciate that, Danny. For further encouragement, pick up Jeannie's book, Mom Set Free, if you're struggling uh, at all in your role as a mom. It's a pretty good book for dads to read, too, frankly. We're going to send that to you as our thank you gift when you contribute to the work of Focus on the Family, either a monthly pledge or a one-time gift. And we've got details about how to do that in the show notes. Uh, We also are going to have some details about our counselors here and uh, some other excellent online resources. Next time, we're going to hear from Dr. Meg Meeker about helping your daughter become a confident woman. And for now, on behalf of Danny Huerta and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.